Welcome to the Lucas Hyde Podcast. This episode of The Longcast is brought to you by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash TLHP. If you head over there, you'll be able to grab one free month as well as one free book. It helps out the show. Uh, part of that goes to me, and then it also helps out Audible because you're signing up with their service. Uh, I think it's an awesome service. I was listening to it before I came down and recorded this today. So uh, I love it a lot. Uh, you can get a lot of good books on there. I really recommend fantasy just because I enjoy fantasy. It's you know it's my my pleasure of of listening. So definitely check it out. It's definitely a different field than reading, uh, but I think it is something that you know everybody should give a shot. So check it out. You know, sign up for a month at least and, and see what you like. All right, now episode fifty nine, part two with Neil Nelson. Now, if you did not check out part one, definitely check it out. It provides a little information going into this uh, episode. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to Neil about what's going on in today's world and everything. It's a lot of fun. He's a really smart guy. So uh, I I love kind of breaking that stuff down with him and hearing his thoughts. I I value his opinion. Uh, He's he's just really well thought out and he, you know, he's really creative, really smart. So it's it's fun talking to him. And uh, I think we had a good conversation. Uh, and this week we talked we talked a lot about mindfulness stuff, which is something Neil's kind of been getting into as well. That's uh, something that you guys know I'm obsessed with. So we were kind of uh, jamming back and forth, talking about all that type of stuff and how we've been employing it and what's worked for us and, and how it works for other people as well. Uh, why that's so awesome and exciting, you know, to, to kind of talk about those things and work on those things in your life. Uh, I talked about some Wim Hof breathing to open up, obviously, because, you know, I love Wim Hof breathing. <laughs> you guys hear me talk about it all the time. And I talked about the impact it's had on my life a little bit. And, and I t- tell Neil about that as well. And then we go straight into mindfulness and stuff like that and continuing what's happening in the world today and stuff. <laughs> so it, it's still pretty wild, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So without further ado, here's episode 59, part two with Neil. Enjoy. It's a. Yeah. Uh, it is the it's the most wild experience. You'll literally once you hit the the rhythm of it, because what you do is you breathe sharply in through your belly, your chest, and then your head. You breathe all the way in, and then you only let out about seventy percent. So, mic warning: I, if if people want to know what what my breathing looks like when I do the Wim Hof breathing, it's it's basically like this: it's you do that like forty times, and then you let go. Oh. So on the 40th one, so you would, and then you, and you let go and you can hold your breath for like two minutes, three minutes without breathing. So it's a head rush. It's crazy. It seems like you, you oxidize, it seems like you just get it. Yeah. You oxidize your body so much. You don't even need to breathe. Wow. Yeah. It's, and it's wild. Literally I've had moments where my entire body is buzzing as if someone like poked it with an electrical prod. Yeah. But part of that's just like, like a head rush from all the oxygen, right? Yeah. Like. But it wishes could be powerful and resetting and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. That sounds cool. And it gets you deep into your body. Like it just makes all the anxiety. It's it's literally a nuke. You know, if mindfulness and meditation, this is the way I've described it on my show before. If mindfulness okay. and meditation is working out, going to the gym and putting in your time, like being patient and everything, yeah. uh, Wim Hof meditation is just a, in the moment, a straight nuke to your anxiety. Like it just takes it and goes gone. Just makes it disappear. Damn. Yeah, that's how powerful. That's how powerful it's been in my life. And I mean, obviously, you get. And don't get me wrong. 
doing it consistently and doing it over time will still give you a lot of the same benefits that meditation does. Like you'll, I I've noticed that after doing it over, over a year and six months, even that like, I just feel like I'm more learning how to get more in touch with the emotions in my body instead of the thoughts in my head that I don't want to have. Yeah. Yeah. How do you sleep? You sleep okay. Um, I sleep awful. (laughs) Me too, man. Me too. I think that's like the, 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 uh, what is it? The external consciousness or whatever of everybody like being what, stressed out. You're like, what do you do when you wake up at 2 a.m.? You know? Me. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. So for me, I, so sleeping has always been one of those things where I go through phases where I sleep really, really well and I sleep really okay. soundly. But now it's, it's been tough. I definitely wake up three or four times a night. And then there's some nights where I sleep really, really well. I think two nights ago, I had probably one of the best nights sleep I've ever had. And it's a shame when you don't sleep well, because so much of your mental processing happens when you're sleeping and dreaming in REM sleep to help you process emotions of the day, to get past whatever happened yesterday, to then get ready for the next day. And I can tell when I have a good night's sleep, I have really, really vivid dreams, which I have anyway. I always have like these dreams I can remember. But when I have really good night's sleep and I sleep almost through the whole night. My dreams are more vivid, one, like to a, a noticeable degree more vivid. And I wake up and I go, oh man, I feel like I went through some shit last night. Like I feel like <laughs> I, I let some emotions off that have been bothering me forever. And they're usually like these really crazy wild dreams that are really stressful. But then I wake yeah. up and I'm like, man, I feel like my body processed all that now. Mm-hmm. And so... The biggest thing for me is after I started doing the Dr. Joe Dispenza, when I wake up and I'm just, I know exactly what you're talking about. You wake up and you just have this wave of anxiety and you're like, oh man, I, I want to go back to sleep, but I can't sit still and I can't, can't do anything. It just feel you feel like, ugh, terrible. What I do then is I just do the hardest thing possible and that is just sit as still as possible and just breathe. And I just sit there and breathe because the way I look at it, when when it comes to uh, anxiety, for me, it's all emotion in your body that is your body's trying to tell you something. And so I'm teaching my body to be like, I'm okay with the, all this intense anxiety emotion that I'm feeling right now. I can handle it. I'm okay with it. I can sit here and I'm fine. Everything is fine. I'm okay with it. I don't have to go get up. I don't have to do work because if the work I do now is going to be shit anyway. <laughs> I'm tired. It's 2 a.m. It's I'm anxious. Like whatever I do now, any decisions I make are going to be bad decisions. So I try to, I try my best and it's fucking hard. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is so hard, but I've noticed that when I do that, I usually fall back asleep and then I feel like I sleep pretty good after that. And if I wake up again, I just do the same thing. And eventually I just, I keep telling myself throughout the day, like, I'm I'm a great sleeper. Eventually I'll get to a place where my sleep is going to be amazing. So the universe is just telling me something, you know, with by not letting me mm. sleep. It's out of my hands, you know, like it's that, you, so you you view it as it's like making you work on yourself. Yeah. And you kind of focus on those things. Yeah. It's like you're in the you're in the heart of darkness meant to fight your own. Yeah. So yeah. That's I mean that's what it is, you know? Just like Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Like that when you don't want to meditate, this is how I describe, I see, I've seen videos. This is 
uh, of people who are like, yeah, I just don't like meditating. Like I always have to be moving. I always have to be doing something. And to be, and I get that. I totally get that. But to, And I believe that you can meditate in the moment. I believe that you can do things and just be present. And that is meditating on its own. That's what I truly believe. But I also think that if you're saying, I don't want to meditate because I don't want to sit still, that is the time you should meditate. When you don't want to meditate and you really don't want to put in the work is the time you should put in that, that mental work. And I think that people... I think that people have this idea of what meditation is too, where yeah. they're like sitting in lotus pose under a big willow yeah. tree or something which on it, a river. It's getting dispelled, which is nice. Yeah. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not quite that. And like, I'm, I, it, before this podcast, I wouldn't consider myself somebody who meditates and yeah. like, or that's what I was doing, but maybe that's what headspace is, is meditation. Yeah, it is meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was just like, uh, it's something to try, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. try to be able to sleep at night try to be able to get through things yeah and it's it's strange i mean how do you feel your day-to-day changing now because like what's your what's a snapshot into my life, life of luke? Yeah. i mean you, you brought up like seeing people go back to work and stuff as like as work contacted you or anything uh like, rei so they've been doing these weekly updates through email but we're not going to go back until june they've kind of set in stone on that date and so to yeah. me it appears like we're not going back till june and then on my other job, they still haven't made a decision. They, I think they're closing till the end of March or no, May. Sorry, <laughs> we're in May now. But yeah. uh, I think they're closing till the end of May because we just got another month of stay-at-home orders. Uh, so I think they're going to stick with that. So I have no idea when that... What's up? Stay-at-home, sorry, stay-at-home orders from PA? Yeah, from like the governor or mm-hmm. whatever and our, in our area. Wow. So, you know, most businesses are going to stay shut down for, you know, at least this other month. Uh, But for my day, pretty much what it looks like is I've just decided that um, I'm going to live my life as if all my dreams have been accomplished, like all my goals, like melee, tennis, podcasting, uh, streaming. I'm starting to enjoy that. So. You know, that, that maybe that gets worked in. Maybe the universe is telling me something with streaming as well. But uh, I just live as I'm living my life as if all those things are already accomplished. So what would I do if all those things were accomplished? Which decisions would I make? So now I don't have to worry about working at REI, which don't get me wrong. I really do enjoy working at REI and the people that are working like that are there and working there. But I'm not going to be there my whole life, you know? Like it keeps me humble too, because it's something where I have to go there, show up and do a really good job. And I learn a lot of lessons from doing that. And it teaches me a lot. And once I'm at where I want to be, I'll appreciate it so much more. I'll appreciate the time, the extra time of having, uh, you know, even if I'm only working there on weekends of having a second job, because I have teaching tennis and REI. And once I'm in a place where let's say I'm making money off the podcast or like I'm making money off the stream or you, and, and like those things all come together, um, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing those. I probably wouldn't be working at REI. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, or maybe I like, I wouldn't be teaching tennis as much as I would. Right. I would probably teach, you know, when I want to teach. Right. Or like, Oh, I really feel like I need to teach this week because I do think teaching people is a very important thing for me. It's something that I really love doing. And I grow a lot when I teach people because, you know, in order for me to teach someone, I feel like I have to be the best version of myself. So I really love teaching, but there are these things that, you know, 
I don't know if I if I'll be a tennis coach in the future, right? If if everything works out with tennis and podcasting. So I've just done, as I said, you know what? Those things are already done. Um, I mean, I'm getting the money from unemployment because, you know, I don't have a job right now. It's, it's shut down anyway. So I can't go to work. So I'm just going to live as if it's done. I'm just going to wake up. I'm going to stream for three, four hours, play some games, talk to some people in the chat, uh, which it's growing, which is cool. It's cool to see. I'm getting some of the same faces each day, which is awesome. And even though it's still small, I just enjoy it. You know, I enjoy that time there. And it's a good hobby. Like, it's a nice hobby. I then go play tennis with my friend for like two, three hours. Like, I do a training session. That's a lot of time. Yeah. I, it's like two, three hours training, like serious training, as if my life was tennis, right? Like, yeah. I would be playing two, three hours every day. And then I come home and I work out. And I get like an hour workout in. And then after that, you know, I have some time to myself at the end of the day before, you know, I, I go to bed and, you know, process everything that happened for the day. So I use that time for myself and I shut down everything. I shut down, I like turn my phone off and I'm like, you know, now's not the time for anything right now. No work right now. And then I'll, you know, brainstorm or I'll hang out with my friends on D and D or whatever it is. And that's my time to like hang out, you know? So that's kind of what my day is. It's, it's, it's pretty much the same each day, but I'm really enjoying it. You know, I, I've learned how to roll with what is happening now, ride the wave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you can get out. I mean, being able to be out of the house for a couple hours is nice. Oh, it's, it's, it's it's so, so clutch. I can't even, I think part of me and my anxiety, just not being as bad as probably just going, being able to drive for half an hour. Cause my court, the only courts that are open are half an hour away. But well, that drive, like, I love that alone time in the car. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Um, I I keep going if, if you weren't done with what you're yeah, saying. No, go ahead. What's okay. your... Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I, I one time had this horrible job after college. And I used to like driving in the car to and from that job. Cause I could, it was, like, around dusk that I would drive back and I could roll my window down and just like, feel the breeze and put on music. And it was almost like I was in this this space between moments, yeah. like I was at this this pause between breaths, mm-hmm. where I could just rest and kind of like not worry about shit and just have the road be enough for my mind to be distracted, you know, yeah. just driving. And sometimes I would even find myself getting home and just sitting in the car for an extra ten minutes, just trying to stretch it out. Yeah. And I've I have a friend who um, I have friends who like. Uh, they love their car time because they can like sing to themselves and like yeah. it, they can be alone and sing and not worry about it. And like not being able to drive and have that outlet, they're like, I can feel the difference, you yeah. know? And I have other friends who, who are really appreciative to not have to commute because they hated their commute. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's like a pro and con to it, but maybe it's that thing that you like, once you don't have it, you miss it. Like, cause yeah. my commute to REI used to be like an hour sometimes. Oh, geez. It would go from like 15 minutes on a really light traffic day to like one time during Christmas, it was like an hour and oh 45 God. minutes to get there. Jeez. I know. It, yeah. was, it was brutal. It was yeah. really brutal. Yeah. But I'm sure a part of me might miss it, you know, because yeah. like there's something that like sitting in like being able to have that, you're forced to just like deal with yourself and like yep. be in that space mm-hmm. with yourself. And, like, yeah. Go. yeah. And you can put on music and like roll down the window and you get to complain about stuff. And it's also something about traffic that like makes all of your problems in life are just traffic in that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what road rage is. It's like somehow being in a car just makes like 
everything that's ever been done to you that's wronged you or something is like the guy who cuts you off yeah. is the person to blame for it and like just take out all of your aggression on that person yeah <laughs> which is like, which is its own kind of therapy you know just yeah. like complain about somebody mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's you're doing awesome man like the difference <laughs> i can see in you between our last it. our last call was like how a week or two ago two weeks ago it was longer like that. than that it was almost a month. Three? it was almost a month, a month? yeah yeah, man, our, the difference that I, I can see in you and hear in you from then to now is incredible. Yeah, really, mm-hmm. because like then you, it seemed like you were trying to find your ways to cope, and like you lost. You were, it seemed like you were hurt from losing that tournament. And like, yeah, to see you like ride the wave instead of being yeah. swallowed by it is yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. It's a, it's something that you know, I talk about it a lot on my podcast. A lot of my podcast on Monday and Fridays is. These are the mental tools I worked on this week. And I really try to be really honest with people. Like mm-hmm. I try to let them know, like, this is what I use. This is the tool I worked with, but it's still, I wake up days and there's days where I'm like, I don't like myself. I don't want to be myself. And I have to have days where I, I go to war with myself. I, I have to fight those thoughts. I have to fight that feeling. And so, yeah. Once I, and once you learn to surrender, you know, and surrender to the moment, which is the most powerful thing in the entire universe is, is right here and now and learning how to do that, which is, that is my addiction. My addiction is, is trying to learn how to get to the moment. And I don't know, I don't know, like, I know the difference of like when I'm in the moment and I can tell I'm like, oh man, I'm in the moment. Like I I can feel that difference and I'm almost forced to do that during competition, which is why I loved it so much. But uh, I don't even know if I'll enjoy it when I'm there because I'll just be like, <laughs> I, I love the work of trying to just be there. That's like a lot of my life is just focused around that. <laughs> I, okay. I, um, yeah, I think you're right about it. It's something you have to face every day. So yeah. like, just like going to the gym, working on your mindset is something you got to keep up. Yeah. And hopefully once you get into a rhythm of it in your daily life, just your daily life is enough to keep it yeah. going, which is what I think you were saying in that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for you too, man. Like once that competition comes back and you get those yeah. tournaments back, because oh then God. if you enjoyed it as much as you did before and it like, kept you that much, that happy and stuff, now yeah. that without it, you've made, been able to make this progress, like hopefully it comes into this whole new oh, world. I'm, I'm so excited. You have no idea, Neil. You have no idea. I'm, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm already like so fucking excited to go back cool. and, and, and fuck some people up. Like I'm ready to, to win some, <laughs> win a lot of matches. You know, I, I truly believe cool. that I, I have it in me. And so it's, it's exciting, you know, it, and the, the thing is, is because you can't control COVID. I think the biggest thing for me that's helped the most with that specifically and to kind yep. of get me back to my normal life was like, you know what? I can't control that. What's going on with it. So I'm just going to try, I'm going to do what I can, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's hard for me because like, I've, yeah. I've always been someone who fixes stuff. Like yeah. my house broke, I fixed my house. My car broke, I fixed my car. My bike breaks, I fixed yeah. my bike. My computer breaks, I fixed my computer. Like whatever it is, I fix it. Mm-hmm. Right now I have the challenge of like relationships. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to patch these relationships that I never nurtured in life. Like I, 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 I understand. Have, I have friendships that like, I, I wasn't that open with these friends. Yeah. And, um, like I have a friend here in Tucson who like I've known forever and like the dude, there's a scene from Breaking Bad for the new one that came out with, with the guy where he like El Camino or whatever it's called. It's like a movie, right? Yeah. He like, he gets out of prison and he like goes to his friend's houses 
and they just like give them whatever money they have, like give them their car. They're like, I'll, I'll, I'll report it stolen tomorrow. Like we got you, man. Like we believe in you totally. Yeah. And this friend of mine in Tucson would do that for me. Yeah. Like I, I saw him and we joked about it. He's like, I would totally do that for you. I would give you whatever <laughs> money I had in my pocket. Like I would lend, lend you my card. Like I would give you the benefit of that. Yeah. But like, I've never been that open with a guy. We communicated by like helping each other re-roof each other's houses and like yeah. dig ditches and that kind of stuff. Like we never bonded by being like, how's life, man? And like, oh, how's it going with your, like your girl and yeah. that kind of stuff. And now I'm working on that. And now he's starting to do it back. Like he's starting to admit when things are hard and like yeah. talk about things. That's good. So what I'm trying, what I'm trying to do now in life is like work on these relationships that I didn't nurture Yeah. and work on friendships that I've abused. Like that hard time that I had in February, March, like. I was such a mess that I was leaning on relationships in bad ways and doing a ton of damage because I was just trying to hold on to them too hard. Yeah. And like in the, in the ways that I was trying to hold on to them and like take, to try to take care of myself was just mm -hmm. wrong because I hadn't worked on that. Yeah. And now it's hard to fix those kinds of things because you can't like when, if like a spark is gone in a friendship or a relationship, it's mm -hmm. gone. And it's like, how do you get it back? Yeah. And like, how do you patch up old wounds and stuff? And sometimes you just do too much damage and you can't, and that's mm -hmm. something you have to face. But yeah. That's what is the hardest thing for me about this whole thing is like, yeah. you were talked about how like you had these struggles that you realized that you, when you lost gaming, right? Yeah. Like when you lost that tournament, like yeah. you had to find it in a different way. Yeah. And for me, I've had to find like, what happens when I can't fix something? Yeah. And I have to like go back and try to compromise and, yeah. and like work on it. In well, you're, ways. well, you're working on yourself is what you're doing. Yeah. It's the only it's, thing you can really work on, right? right be the best version of yourself and then yeah. the people in your life that want to stick around will yeah so that i think the hardest Ow. thing for me and the long lo the longest i think that the true path of like for every relationship for every relationship to succeed and friendship or you know with your family i struggle with this stuff still but that i truly believe and sometimes i don't always follow it is to just i surrender i I hold no grudges. Like that's one thing I I've, I had to learn, you know, after like growing up in high school and, you know, someone says something mean to you and you're like, I hate that person. Right. <laughs> I hold no grudges. I try not to judge anybody, you know, and that's hard. Like sometimes you'll find yourself in those old thought patterns of like, Hey, what's this guy doing? Like, what is he doing over here? You know what I mean? Or criticizing. And yeah. I just say, you know what? I love you. <laughs> Whoa. I love you. Like no matter what, no matter who yeah. you are, no matter what is going on, I love you. Like that's, that is, that is hard. That can be really hard. Cause so, um, I have that struggle with like even some people in my family sometimes, right? Cause we're all big personalities. Sometimes we butt heads, you know, and sometimes I struggle with even my parents. Sometimes I'm still living at home, obviously. Right. Which is normal. But even if like we have a disagree, I try to not like even get into disagreements or everything. I just go, you know what? I understand like everybody's acting emotionally. Like they, they have their stresses in life. So they're going to act off that if they haven't, you know, if they haven't gotten past it, cause that's all we know, right? That's all we know is how to act like emotionally and just, you know, take it out. Right. So what I do is I go, I'm going to be above it. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be above it. I love you. I love myself. You know what? You're right whatever, whatever you're feeling, that's fine. Like I, I'm yeah. going to, I'm, I'm not going to let that change anything. Right. I'm going to let you do your thing. Yeah. And that's, I think that for me, it's been such a focus because it's yeah. like, it's, it, it takes us back to what we have in all this, you yeah. know, like COVID 
the biggest part of COVID for me has been dealing with how I interact with the world and yeah. like the people in the world, mm-hmm. you know, like friends and family and that type of thing. Yeah. And it's a lesson that we're all kind of learning is like, how do we deal with that interaction? Because there's something that's missing when you can't just yeah. put your head on someone's shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you're so optimistic and it's wonderful <laughs> about all these new horizons and what can yeah. come. Mm-hmm. It's great to hear. I'm, I'm yeah. a super optimistic person. Like Good. talking to other people for me, Good. it's easy to talk to other people and go, everything's all right. Like this is perfect. You can do it, man. Fuck. Yeah. I'm that person. <laughs> I am that person. Like it is, it is so easy. Cause everything I say, I'm saying to you, like if I was, let's say you came to me, Neil, right. Or yeah. I do this with my friends when we go to tournaments and they're like, man, you know, I'm a little bit nervous. I tell them I, what I believe tr- truly deep down I, as I go, you just got to feel what's in your body, man. No fucking questions. Go for it. hundred percent. You can do it. 100%. Whatever you think your image is, you can't have any doubts because you can do it. I'm that yeah. guy. That's who I am. Right. That's who I am to That's my good. friends. That's who I am to my family. But I, you know, don't get and me that- wrong. I still have all those thoughts of like, Right. Oh, dude, man, I don't know. I don't, I, I was going to say, tough, yeah. it seems like a self lesson. It's like a lesson you taught yourself and you're trying to save them that, that time of learning it. Like, cause you had those doubts and you'd go to those tournaments with yeah. doubts, but then you would like conquer it. You would like admit it to yourself and conquer it and then like kick as much ass as you yeah. could, you know? Yeah. And hopefully not edge guard cause that sucks. But <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I'm always edge guard. Dude, I play Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I, ha- I always hated that. But anyways, it's like, and it's good of you to like, cause that, I think that that was like the biggest your biggest triumph that you've had and like all these times that we've talked to each other is like you've realized that that's a part of you is like confronting those emotions and feelings yep. mm-hmm. and like still kicking ass and like doing what you can to get over it yeah and so when you say that story of like you tell other people that it's like you're trying to save them the time to yeah. like go through all that hardship because you like you don't want them to hurt you know yeah like they say that the person who shows kindness to others is the person that's been hurt yeah you know mm-hmm. and so like if you've been hurt in that way like that's why you're trying to be kind is like to like help them get through it and like you know, and the way you do it is great and playful where it's like, fucking own it. You, you're going to kick ass. Like, like if, but not mine if I play you, but you're still going to kick ass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just like, it's easy for me to tell other people. Like for me, it's, it's actually, that is not hard because the way I look at it is I would never want to this, this, like this viscerally, I feel this. I would never want to run into you, Neil, on a bad day, like a bad day of mine, right? And tell you, you can't do something or treat you unfairly. I would never, no matter who it is, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I would never want to, I would never want someone to tell me I can't do something, right? I would never want to be that. I would never want to have that. So for me, it's easy because I know I don't, I, I hate that feeling. Have you ever had that feeling of someone say, like you said, this is my dream. This is my goal. And someone was like, you can't do it. Why would you, yeah, why would I you even it. try that? Like, why would you do that? I, I hate that feeling more than anything because one, it means I'm, I'm valuing their opinion and I'm not just going to go for it and who cares. Uh-huh. So I, it's easy for me to tell people like, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks because the truth is it really doesn't. And you sh- you can do it. You can absolutely do it. You should go for it 100% because guess what? If you fail, you're going to lose so much. You're going to learn so much on the way. Like you're, you're going to just yeah. become a better person. So there's no, there, there shouldn't be any fear. There shouldn't be any fear because failing is learning. So why be afraid of failing? And so yeah, and for me, and it's easy to tell other people that. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. And there's something to be said for like, um, 
bending to other people's will. I mean, there's like, there's a saying that I like, which is you can lay down for people and someone will still complain you're not flat enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's a crazy saying. Yeah, but it's true. Like if you just Mm -hmm. keep trying to be there for people and do all you can just Mm -hmm. for somebody to do everything they want, even sacrificing everything you want, someone's still going to say you're not flat enough, even if you've done all you can, you know, and it's, it's, I think that it's important to like be who you are because you'll have a better life and you'll make other people's lives better and you'll attract the people that are that yeah. like who you are. And if people don't like who you are, then fuck them. They can yeah. like find their own people. <laughs> I was a uh, Marissa peer. Uh, she's a psychologist that I've listened to or a psychiatrist. I forget. Um, one of the things she's, you can watch kids. What do kids do at the playground? Which, who, who do the kids like? The kids like the kid that goes, yeah, that's who I am. Fuck it. I don't care. You either like me or you don't. That's who all the kids like. You know what I mean? You either like me or you don't. And I think one of the things that really helps me and even that situation is like, if you don't like me, I still love you. You know, like, because, you know, you're just living your life. You know, I've been there. I've been, I've trust me, I've been there where I'm living my life and I'm living it and judging other people and, and going, Hey, like, I don't like that guy, you know? But when I, when I was able to get past that, I don't know, I still struggle with it. You know, (laughs) I still wake up some days and I'm like, what the, who is this guy? You know? Right. And that's all ego shit. But also working retail, like you bump into a lot of assholes who just like expect you to be subordinate. Yeah. Retail taught me a lot that way. Yeah. It's hard. There's like a lot of dynamics. And in the shop too, there's a lot of shop dynamics with like who has more power and say and stuff and like. Shop drama is the worst drama I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like relationship drama is really bad. And like relationship drama has heartache. So outside of heartache, yeah, the worst drama I've seen is shop drama. Yeah. It's like, you fucking suck. You should quit. Like you did a terrible job on this thing. You spent Jeez. three hours. I only spent one. And like people get attitudes and snooty and stuff. I yeah. tried to do my best to dispel it when I was there, but yeah. it's hard because like, you know, there is a tier structure and with any tier structure, it's, it's hard to get away from. Yeah. yeah. It's man, yeah. I I'm very fortunate. I've not had a lot of drama in my life, so I, 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 I try to I try to stay away from it and not feed it. You know, it's yeah. that's one thing. But I'd rather. You it's know, addictive. Yeah, like it's really addicting. You meet, yeah, you meet people that like that's their life is they just like call people. I've met people that just call people and like complain about something all day and like say drama about some girl or something, and that's it's almost like they don't, don't even take it completely to heart because that's just the, like, how they bond with their friends is they all just like yeah. talk drama. could be about celebrities, could be about their other friends, could be about anything. Yeah. But it is addicting and I don't think it's positive, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Who am I to judge? Who yeah. am I to judge? Yeah. It's, it's, oh no, I totally get what you're saying. That's something I deal with in my life where, um, you know, gossiping and talking about other people is something that I'm very averse to. I, yeah. Oh, I, and there was, a lot of it at REI, now that I'm thinking back. There's a lot of that. I don't know because I don't entertain it. I don't, oh, okay. I don't like, if someone comes up to me and says like, hey, so-and-so says something, I literally just go, huh, nice. Cool. Like I, I just, and you know, if people think I'm weird, they, they might think I'm weird, but I just don't. And even if it's not, I do this with literally everybody. I do it with my family, you know, unless it's positive, unless it's positive. The only time I'll, I really try to talk about other people and don't get me wrong, I still make mistakes. I still slip up and I still go like, yeah, that person's an idiot. I say stuff like that. <laughs> and and, and I, I feel bad. I do feel bad. 
in traffic when you're driving a half an hour to your court. You know, someone will do something oh, and you'll call them. I'm actually really good in 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 uh in traffic. That's like I I take that as a testing ground where I I let everybody go. I let everybody oh. go before me. I wave to everybody. I wave to nice. everybody. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. But Dude, uh, it's a good testing ground. PA needs more of that. Yeah. Like I am a more <laughs> aggressive driver from driving around in Philly. Like, yeah, well, it's close sure. to New York and stuff, so. Dude, the drivers there are so aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> so aggressive. Yeah. But there so I could use that. Like yeah. people waving and stuff is nice. Yeah. yeah. You're setting a positive example. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Even though I'm not even there, I appreciate it for everybody that is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh I, I even do it with like my family and everything. If they bring up and they start talking about and sometimes I get in arguments about it with like with people because they're like, You don't want to talk about anything. But <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I just I don't if if you're gonna say anything negative about someone and don't get me wrong, I make the mistakes too. Like I, I, I make those mistakes. So I'm not the shining saint that I might be making myself out to be, but I just don't entertain it. I just say like, no, like I, I'm stopping this here because I don't want it in my life. You know, like whatever you're yeah. telling me about that other person, if they wanted to tell me, if that person wanted to tell me, they would tell me. Right. Yeah. So and, that's how I deal with it. And I think that, the next part to that is like, is understanding that sometimes people do things that are wrong, but it's because they were in a bad spot. Yeah. You know, like we, we've all been put into a bad spot where we say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. Oh yeah. I mean, and some, sometimes you regret it. Some people, the people who don't regret it is one thing, but like generally people do and like they want to move on and they want to grow and like yeah. holding them to what they did or said a year ago, two years ago, yeah. or even like an hour ago, if they were really pissed off and frustrated yeah. and didn't have a way to vent mm-hmm. is like something that it's, it takes it's hard because it's like it's something you have to work on for their sake, but like being patient, understanding, like they did that thing or they said that thing in a place of pain, Yeah, you know? And, and that's, that's yeah. a, a lesson that's hard to learn because yeah. like, I know I've appreciated it. I've had that happen. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm learning that too every day. You know, that's something that I, I would say I personally have to work on is, is even if you get in those moments where you argue or, or disagree with someone or anything like that, right. Instead of holding them to what they say and just say like, Hey, listen, I act, I act emotionally. I know everybody acts emotionally and yeah. I can't blame you for that because that's, you know, you're, you're not really thinking when you're, you know, yeah. when you're, and, when you're letting your emotions run, how you live your life, like, and this is something I'm trying to get out of, like, as I'm this whole COVID thing, I'm spending a lot of time meditating and working on this. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I know I keep saying it, but I still, it still happens to me where I, I make those emotional decisions or say those things emotionally, yeah. but it's because it's just like your programming over the years of you've seen these experiences and it gets in your body and you don't even think about it anymore. And that's just how like you act. Right. And yeah. so yeah. it's hard, man. It's, it's, a, it's, a, I would say that's probably the new thing I'm trying to tackle. Cause I'm always trying to tackle self-improvement within myself Mm-hmm. The new thing is listening to after listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza is looking at my program, which is me, right? How do I act and how do I what are the thoughts I have in certain situations? So like I argue with like I said I argue with my parents sometimes and you know like it's family and when you get in heated family arguments sometimes you say things you don't mean and you you say things to each other, right? To try and get each other mad, right? That's something that's that's happened to me at least, right? So I don't know if it's happened to you, but um, I've been there and now like, as I've gotten older, more matured, I try to do that less. And now also I'm trying to see when those moments come up of when like, Hey, I want to get back at this person. Right. 
like even in this argument, hey, I want to get back at them, right? Or, hey, oh, I see what I'm doing here. I'm feeding this this emotional thing right now, right? And then looking at my programming and saying, hey, I see what I'm doing right now. And now that I see what I'm doing, I'm going to choose to be different. Like I'm going to change that. And that's where I would say, I would say I'm a novice at that right now, which is, you know, that's, that's the new thing I'm tackling. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. having that understanding, like to know that you're in that moment is like the, the one thing because like you get kind of overwhelmed by it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and you want to say those things, but like, this whole conversation has been about kind of this reflection and like working on relationships and working on ourselves and trying to grow. Mm -hmm. And I think I haven't met a single person that hasn't had to do it in some way. Even my parents who have not been in a zoom meeting, I mean, maybe my mother has, but like my dad has not been in, he hasn't Skyped with anybody that I know of. And like, he still connects with his friends the way he knows how, which is like, he'll stand eight feet away maybe and like see them that way or deal with himself. I can tell that he's like going through his own thing and like, everyone is to some point challenged by this and trying to grow. And I think that I hope when we get through this pandemic on the other side, people are kinder to each other Yeah, and like more mm-hmm. patient, but maybe it'll be temporary. Maybe it's just one of those things that like we'll feel better after a while and then we'll go back to our own ways. Yeah. I don't know. I think that this has changed the world, you know? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It's changed I mean, me it's, for sure. It's changed oil prices. Yeah, <laughs> it has. <laughs> Yeah. Did you hear about that craziness? Did we talk about that? How like oil went to negative forty dollars a barrel for a while? Oh my god. I think people we... were paying <laughs> people were paying for storage of oil w- with oil. So like oil was positive and then they were yeah. like, Oh, it's going low. Let's have people hold it in their containers until the price goes up. Because yeah. it's like, you know, you do that. And so they were paying for the oil with oil, like, oh, I'll just give you these barrels. But because storage was quickly running out, it went to negative forty dollars. People were oh giving away oil for storage. <laughs> And for like weeks off the coast of LA, there was just like tankers lined up waiting to go to the refinery because nobody wanted the oil. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like we talked a lot about emotions. We could talk a little bit about like the actual impacts of this thing. Yeah, we could talk about uh, that. Yeah. Sure. So there was that, which is kind of wild. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen like the before and after smog pictures where it's like, no. it'll show Bombay or London or Shanghai or up right now. New York. Look at like skyline, COVID skyline clear ups or something. Just okay. Google it. And you see these, um, you see these pictures of the world that are just like you can see mountain ranges that they've never been able to see, and you can see, yeah, I mean you'll see it too. Yeah. And then at the same time, like animals are coming back. Like this hawk came back to to that hasn't been seen over like London skies in like 250 years, and they just saw them again. And like sea turtles are going back to nesting grounds. And there's something about this pandemic that's like giving the world a break. Yeah. You know? Oh my god! Like Dude, these pictures are crazy. I know. And it's like, it took the span of a few months for the world to kind of like, hopefully catch its breath a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, we talk about being grateful for this time for ourselves. Yeah. Right. But also the world kind of like needed nature, needed this break to like breathe again, quite literally. Mm -hmm. And to like let animals kind of reclaim some territory and like kind of catch up a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it's, a wonderful thing to kind of see happen, you know, like I, I, it's sad that there are like, it's because of deaths and all that kind of threat and stuff, but it's another perk. It's another perk to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's and hopefully a, it changes how we travel and work and live. And we can realize like, Oh man, that was bad. We were burning oil and polluting the world. So. Yeah. I think, uh, that'll be nice. It'll be, I think things will be different. I really do. 
because there is the fears of there being a bounce back. And also, everyone seems to be moving more towards proactive types of tackling it. So, which is good to see. I think everybody now knows that, you know, what we're dealing with. So, if it comes up again, we'll be able to deal with it better. But uh, it's also cool to see just how everybody's handled and tackled the situation. And Yeah. And I, I just hope that, like on the government system, that policies come into place that help preserve these the nature and the way that it is like I've, I've heard on the back burner that someone is like, we're realizing from our carbon emissions and like this drop and like seeing the impact mm-hmm. that we need to be faster about our, our legislation to keep this up. Yeah. And so some people are doing that and they're reducing, like, I think, I don't know why, but I think that like Germany had like shut down the last coal plant and oh, like really? a lot of, but that might've been months ago. I'm kind of bad at this. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> That's fine. and, um, like, um, like, uh, Scotland produced all electric, like more electric power than any other kind of power last, like oh, last wow. month. And like all these people are kind of moving over to these more renewable energy sources, not only because they're better for the world, but because like they're cheaper now, yeah. you know? And like, and that we are functioning without, and like as an individual, like we're functioning without driving our cars everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Like That's I, a cool was really, thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I was sad about selling Bruce, but I sold him because I wasn't using him. Yeah. And I'm still not. If I had had him, now that I'm in Tucson, it, he would wouldn't just be using sitting, him. Yeah. yeah, he'd be sitting for two or three months, and then I'm like going to go overseas for like from anywhere from. I don't know if I have a bad time. I just told myself I'd come back in June, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be gone for anywhere from like six weeks to like six months. You know, mm-hmm. until I could be gone to like even past December. Who knows? Yeah, who knows what the world's going to be like then? Like now, if anything else, we learned like the greatest laid plans can be ruined, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. we can do all the planning we want and have all the backups, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. This has been the biggest, uh, no matter how many times, no matter how well you plan. Yeah, things go exactly. For everybody. It, exactly. Like I, I planned to be overseas like three weeks ago, but the border stayed closed. So now I have to wait until the Saturday. Yeah. So, which has been good for me, to be honest, like I've been able to work on myself more and I've had a lot of challenges come up yeah. and I've been able to deal with them, but it's like, Man, it's like you, we keep just adjusting. You know, like yeah. you had the you had this, this shelter in place orders extended a month. Yeah. What were the conversations you had because of that? You know. Yeah. Like with with my family and stuff. Or? Yeah, with your friends, like realizing there was going to be another month that you had to like stay at home. I didn't have any. <laughs> I just really. Kinda, it was yeah. just like it's it was just, just expected. It, like I like, am not surprised at all. So just like it happened and oh. it happened. You know. Oh, because I know in Rhode Island it was like Monday things are going to start opening up. Yeah, well, they were trying to open stuff up, but once we got the order, I was like, uh, it makes sense, you know. There's still all this other stuff shut down. It, yeah. it wasn't like I had to really think about it too much, you know, because it kind of makes sense. If everything else is still really shut down, they're barely opening stuff up. What are you going to do? Just open everything back up again, or you know, yeah. like what are you going to do? Yeah, so I think there's, gonna, and I'm kind of in my routine, so you're in your routine you're happy to but that's the thing it's like are you like now content in your routine and you don't want to go back because like uh, that's a side of, i've heard is like people that have been working at home now don't want to go back to work they yeah. like working from home. yeah they don't want to put on pants yeah <laughs> i'm gonna the way i look at it is like the universe will let me know you know so the universe is uh, is telling me right now if once once i'm back i'll figure it out the universe will let me back into the world when it's time for me to go back into the world you know okay that's cool uh, i kind of again i just let it up to the I let the I universe. let that the stuff I can't control. I just let it up to the universe. Leave it to the stars, which is good because it like, takes the pressure off that you're like doing something wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? it makes you just feel like you just do the best you can. 
to kind yeah. of ride that wave. Yeah. yeah. That's the most cool. important thing. Cool. What's been some other crazy... I don't watch the news, so what's some other crazy news you've seen from from Corona? Uh, well, it's hard to keep track now. I mean, there's like the murder hornets. Do you know about those? No. So there's these giant... I think they're just called Asian wasps. And they, but of course, the media calls them murder hornets, but they just like decapitate bees and... It's a hornet that's this big. Oh, my God. Ugh. And it doesn't kill you if it stings you, but you want to die because it hurts so bad. Oh, geez. It's like the box jellyfish. Or I think the box jellyfish kills you, though. I take that back. The box jellyfish kills you. These just send a hurt really bad. And they don't mess with you unless you mess with them. But there's like an influx of them into the U.S. And they hunt. They live really? off bees. Whatever. Yeah. Or insects. They live off insects. But yeah. Uh, that's one thing. Um, there's a whole panel that I saw of things. And there's also like the apocalypse bingo. Have you heard of Apocalypse Bingo? No. It's like all the conditions for the year. That's like, oh, it's the apocalypse. It's like Australia caught on fire. There was a pandemic. Um, there were murder hornets. Um, the impeachment failed. Uh, Kim Jong-un died, maybe. Or he's just like playing Animal Crossing and like wants to be left <laughs> alone for a while. Like we don't, we, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? Um, stock market crashed. Oil's worth nothing. Like all these countries are attention, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks is that even during this, a lot of governments are taking the time to like do the sneaky things that they've been trying to do. Like yeah. there's always certain island regions that are like up for grabs slash fought over where they're yeah. like, no, these are our islands. Like, no, no, there are islands. And like militaries yeah. will flex on each other for them. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit is kind of strong right now. And like all these Navy vessels are like fighting with each other all the time. Although huh. there was a story today where Iran accidentally bombed their own Navy. which is kind of sad and like you know there's that there's tons of that going on in the background right Mm -hmm. and like and there's shootings and there was like that jogger who got hurt right and there's like all that kind of stuff yeah which is like it's it's important and it's gone viral you know and like it's something that needs to be corrected but it's it shows that like even with all this shittiness people are still shitty and doing shitty things yeah it's hard and it is like end of the world bingo like i we're only what five months in to 2020. Yep. So a lot more stuff can happen, you know? Yeah. Let's hope. I mean, on the bright side, like Bill and Melinda Gates foundation is like sponsored seven vaccines and they've poured, I think like, mm-hmm. uh, like billions of dollars into it, you mm-hmm. know, doing everything they can to try to help humanity. Cause they realize like, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, like, you know, you've got Bezos who's just like, firing workers who are wanting to go on strike for more protective gear. And I'm not there. I'm not in those. I don't know how much of it is made up or how much of it is real, you yeah. know, like how, what these people are really dealing with. But you get like some people who are, who are furloughing all their employees and like asking for grants instead of like selling their, one of their seven yachts. Mm-hmm. And then you get like people who don't have any money and you get all this kind of stuff. But it's, the news is just, it's, it's wild. Like yeah. at one point it's just like COVID every single day. Mm-hmm. but at the other side i've noticed there's like i i signed up because of all this to the morning briefing on the new york times morning briefing which is free and you can get it there's a plug there i guess if new york times listens to this like, mm-hmm. i appreciate it but um they'll be they'll be listening well it'll right. be it'll be, be the lucas podcast. hyde podcast next <laughs> that's right that's right working for the new york times yeah and uh no, they'll be working for uh, me they'll be working for me oh, there we go. <laughs> dream big, big, dream, right? big dreams neil Oh, be optimistic. All right. Yeah. I'm learning lessons. So anyways, they, they like they tell a story about something and there's always something about the pandemic, something about the politics, something about the world. And then it always ends with like a book to read and a meal to make. 
mm-hmm. and then try to make it up and be like all this shit's happening but still like eat something good entertain your soul and like yeah. we'll get through this yeah. that's, like, mm-hmm. so that's the way I take it yeah, yeah. yeah and it's it's good it's the time we have more time, time now than ever no no we have more time now than ever in our lives you know so gotcha. to use yeah. like and there's, if they're saying put out these books this is what you should read use this time to do that i'm a big fan of that like explore your hobbies that you can totally. do from, like you can do from home that's why i'm doing streaming now you know yeah it's yeah. like when else you're gonna have this time to do these things that you've been putting off yeah that's why Home Depot is still so booming is because everyone's like, I can finally fix those windows. Yeah. I can finally paint that wall. And like, they're probably doing great right now because like all these home improvements are, are going on. Like I've been there a couple of times, like just trying to help out my dad with all the projects he's working on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, we've been going for a little bit now. Going oh, yeah. An hour and 42 minutes. Yeah. Um, I do, uh, I have to leave soon actually for tennis, but. My, my daily tennis but uh i'm glad you're doing yeah i'm glad to hear that you want to leave it there yeah sure we'll leave right. it here um Absolutely. i'm sad this is the first time we didn't break a record the first yeah, one was but, a record breaker yeah the second one was a record breaker of the record breaker yeah and now we're like half that time but you know i mean not. that happens you know we, we talked a yeah. bunch but we can right. always keep this going you know yeah. i love talking sure. so when you're in netherlands let's do an update when you're in the netherlands yeah, if and or we'll try for that D and D, like you said. Yeah, no, we can do both. We should do a, another recording and then also try for D and D. See how everything's going. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I'll, like I said, I'll be there in a week, and then sometime after that, we can catch up. All right, absolutely. All right, All right. see you, Neil. It was great see talking you, to you. Love, you too, love you, man. You're the best. You too. You too. Yeah. Bye.